This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I got to tell you something. and We'll get to football in a minute. I got to talk about the Knicks. Gordon, yeah. I enjoyed them tonight. I love the crisp passing. I love to see Obi Toppin on the breakaway with the behind-the-back pass to R.J. Barrett. Uh, uh, let me just see. Um, there's just so much. I, I have so much to so I really enjoyed the game. I did. I, I really did. They played well. They played well. And you might say, well, it's the Magic, right? Magic haven't won a game, I, I don't think. And, you know, they're one of the worst teams and all that. Uh, the, the Knicks, didn't they lose to the Magic around this time last year? Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, I mean, there are no guarantees with the Knicks. And you're right. I mean, they look like a functioning offense. It's amazing what having a legitimate <laughs> point guard will do, right? Yeah. And the bench is better. I think the bench play. Obviously, Derrick Rose is there, but I, but I, I see the bench is playing. Gordon, they play Cam Reddish. Cam yes, Reddish is and he's played well rotation. so far he this has. year. I know it's only you know three or four games or whatever it is, but I mean, for a guy who came into the season after last year, where you really didn't expect, I didn't expect much. Uh, he's kind of found a little bit of a role here. He's he's gotten on a little bit of a role. So I mean, what did he have tonight? Uh, seven points. Uh, in 14 minutes of action, three or four from the floor, a couple of assists, a couple of rebounds. So, hey, that's, I mean, that's better than what it was last year. That's for sure. And here's what I really enjoyed. And, and hopefully, it, you know, it's time. You'll see it may, it may get better. And it may be game-related. Right, Gordon? But I'll say this. Randall, 34 minutes. Robinson, 30. Brunson, 33. Who was, had some foul trouble, so that contributed to it. Uh, Fournier, 27. Barrett, 38. I could live with that. Absolutely. I, could, I could live with guys playing 30-plus minutes a game. I'm good. I'm good. The bench, what, Toppin 14, Reddish 14, Hardenstein uh, 18, Rose 9, quickly had 23 minutes, you know, playing some. And I like how uh, Tibbs was able to meld, kind of kind of mold the lineups, interact them a little bit. So you had Randall come in for Toppin, and Randall played with the bench some, and you had um, RJ come in and play with the bench some. And so I, I liked – I liked what he's done so far. Look, it's three games. They're two yeah. and one. I get it. I'm, I'm not ready to order parade down the Canyon of Heroes. But what I did like was the pace, the up-tempo pace. And like I said, I like how the bench performed. And everybody, everybody's pushing the basketball. Everybody's looking to pass. And except for maybe a couple of situations, Julius Randle didn't dominate the basketball. I, I, 25 and 12. Gordon, I can't kill him for 25 and 12. No, he was excellent tonight. Um, and it doesn't, even when he's taking his shots, it doesn't feel like you know that the shot is coming for five minutes when he's <laughs> dribbling away. And, and look, credit to Jalen Brunson. Think about, and again, it's three games. You don't want to get too carried away. But how many times does a guy come into a spot where he's the big free agent, he's the big contract, comes in right away, and there's a little bit of a struggle, there's a little bit, you know, an adjustment period, whatever you want to call it, that has not been the case. Nope. It's, al it's almost like the video game where you pick the guy up off one team and you put him on your team and everything. It, there, there's nothing that, that holds him back. He's, he's been exactly as advertised, and um, I know the Knicks have had two very winnable games and they've won those games. That was not always the case last year. No. And for Brunson... Think about the upgrade that that was from point guard of this point last year to point guard this year. Even three games in, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to be able to tell that's a major upgrade with Jalen Brunson. And even the game they lost, Gordon, with a better game from R.J. Barrett, they still had one in Memphis, too. Absolutely. 
They were in that game right till the yep. end. They Absolutely. still that one in Memphis. So um, it's early. We'll say it again. It's three games. I got it. But I like what I see from them. I really do. Speaking of Memphis, they hosted the Nets tonight. And look, it's early for the Nets. Okay. They're one and one. It's not a big deal. Uh, Kevin Durant still efficient. He's he's great, Gordon. He's he's great. You know what can you say? Thirty seven points in thirty nine minutes. That that's what he does. Uh, but are the eight assists and three rebounds enough from Ben Simmons with just seven points? The triple single is, is that enough? Do you need do you need a little bit more because you're not getting anything from your bench right now? Getting nothing from there. I mean Joe Harris. You know, it's going to take him a minute to get back. I mean, yeah. he had 23, he had, you know, eight points, three of nine, two of seven from the from three. It's going to take him a while to get that jumper back. It, they, and, they, and they're not real big either, again. So that's going to be interesting to see how they how they do. And, Gordon, as always, it's about defense with them, right? It's always about defense. Yeah. And they gave up 45 points in the third period. Third quarter, that was the story <laughs> of that game. And that guy, Bain, was just killing oh. them from outside. I mean, yeah. every time it seemed like the Nets were starting to make a little bit of inroads or make a little bit of progress, that guy would bang another three-pointer. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, Morant obviously does what he oh. does. But, um, yeah. They combined I mean, for 76. I'll say this. You're right. It's only three games for the Nets. Uh, it does not seem like it was only three games watching um, Steve Nash on the sidelines. Because <laughs> it feels like the, the, it's not a – you don't have to be – again, I don't think you have to be paying all too close attention to know that the if, if something's going to go sideways, it's going to go sideways on him. Yeah, no question. He's the fall guy. Yep. He's the fall guy. There's a trap door there, and it's oh, going to open. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, absolutely. It's coming. <laughs> and before we go to the phones, Gordon, let's uh, quickly recap the weekend football-wise. Let's start with the Giants. Six and one. And they, Gordon, they, they're in every game, which is great. But I tell you what, what Dayball has done with Daniel Jones in, in doing what I call the Pat Riley syndrome, finding out what he does well and tailoring the offense to what he does well. Daniel Jones doesn't turn the football over. Daniel Jones runs. He loves to run. They got running plays for him. Saquon Barkley continues to run. They have injuries on the offensive line. It didn't matter. They just, they're winning. And their defense just comes up big in big plays. I mean, that was a huge play to stop to stop a, a guy on the one-yard line from losing that game last night. It, it's, they're playing well. They just are. That game was like the movie franchise that has like several sequels and you know the formula by now and you can see the formula happening as you're watching. You're enjoying the movie, but you know what I mean? Like you've seen mm -hmm. the formula by now and that is exactly the, the Giants have stuck to the formula, right? It, yeah. It's defense, it's running the ball, it's keeping the game close and it's winning it in the fourth quarter. And that's exactly what they did in Jacksonville. Uh, and it's what they continue to do. So credit to them. Six and one on the season. Three wow. road wins already this year. Yeah. Daniel Jones doing what he's done. Mm -hmm. uh, very impressive. And and making plays. And look, it could have went. I mean, we say, it seems like we can say this every week. You know, yep. like uh, under a previous coach, it, it wouldn't have went this way. But mm -hmm. you know, the 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 play that they had where Jones throws the interception, but they get the pa the roughing the passer call. Yeah. You know, things are going the Giants' way right now, and uh, you just have to hope it keeps going that way. ATN with a fumble in the end zone. <laughs> right, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it becomes about execution, and it the does. Giants are executing, and that has not always been the case. So uh, no. credit to them. How about Daniel Jones? 11 carries for 107 yards. 
Hey, you stick with what's working, right? Like, yeah. I mean, for a lot of that game, I mean, near the end of the game, Saquon kind of took over. But for the majority of that game, he was, you know, he, he wasn't really doing a whole lot. Uh, and it was Jones that was doing a whole lot. So, uh, you know, credit to uh, Daniel Jones has been put in a very difficult situation. Yep. But has gotten the job done here. And, uh, you know, you take a look at when you got into these four games – Anything but three and one to me would have been a disappointment. Exactly. Uh, and so this one to me is the one that you real. This is the difference between three and one at least and two and two uh, mm-hmm. at worst. Yeah. Because I think that you know I think Seattle's probably the most difficult one. Who knows? I mean, they might be able to win that one too. I'm just saying that yeah. like out of the out of the range of difficulty, uh, this was probably the second most difficult on the road against the Jacksonville team that does have talent. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, look, Giants make the plays. That's what they do. And the Jets found a way to win yesterday. And I'll say this, Gordon. uh, Zach Wilson's got to be better. Okay? There's no question he's got to be better. But I will say this. It's nice to win while he's learning. (laughs) Well, I mean, we say this this about the Jets all the time. uh, Or, excuse me, we say this about the Giants all the time. If they had a previous coach, they wouldn't have won that game. No. Mm -mm. Under under previous coaches, the Jets would not have won that game. I mean, that is not a game that the Jets generally win. When the, the, the star running back, basically the offense goes out and you're forced to rely on the defense, you know, they would have made a mistake. They would have made a, you know, a misplay, something along those lines. But, I mean, the Broncos offense is oh, brutal right now. Uh, and with the backup quarterback, that did not shift anything. So uh, they are a mess, but who cares? Take advantage of them. Get a win. And now you're 5-2 and two and you're, you're 4-0 and on the road. I mean, that's, that's incredible. It is. It really is. It's like... <laughs> What is going on in New York football? <laughs> What's happening, Gordon? What's happening? What you know what it is with, yeah. Zach, with Zach Wilson, though, though, mm-hmm. it's like it's not just that he struggles. When he struggles, it looks like he's never played football before. I know. Yeah. He makes he makes you're like, what are you what are you doing? Like, where yeah. are you going? Just get rid of if he could just get rid of that aspect of it. Uh, I'm not saying that he's going to be lights out, but it would be, certainly look a, a whole serviceable lot quarterback. Yeah, he'd be a absolutely. serviceable quarterback right. right now. And you'd feel better about it. Mm-hmm. Because right now you're like, we, you know. It you feels like to... it could explode at any moment. You know, you yeah. get into a pl- close game, you're kind of holding your breath. Of what, exactly. What's he going to do? Exactly. And, and that's the situation that Salah and LaFleur are looking at. Okay, we want to move the ball down the field, but then you make some play where he's going – Going backwards again, Gordon. He always oh likes to go gosh. backwards. Like, oh He's going backwards God. again. He's throwing the ball. The bounce takes a bounce. And, you know, it's like, no, we can't. No, we, no, we can't let him throw the football yet. <laughs> but they got to do something because, uh, you know, well, now. You know, they make the trade for James Robinson today. Yes. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a running back that I'm sure that they're going to be relying on uh, yes. heavily. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know that he's going to be Brees Hall, but. He's certainly a very good running back. Didn't pay a, an exorbitant price to get him, so mm-hmm. plug him in. And I think that the Jets have tipped their hand that they are going to be ground and pound until further notice. Yeah, and 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 if they do pass, more to the tight ends. And occasionally they'll take a shot down the field, but it's going to be more to the tight ends because Gordon, they lost two more linemen. Yeah, losing <laughs> losing Vera Tucker, man. <sighs> That's a tough one. It's, it's, That's a tough one. It's bad. It's rough. I mean, he you know, was there, the, there's been some injuries on that offensive line that are not really, you know, like when Makai Becton goes down, it's not really a surprise, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, when uh, George Fance had plenty of injuries or Dwayne mm-hmm. Brown, you just sign him, he's 37, 38. Well, those aren't really surprising injuries. To lose the guy that you took in the first round, it would, you know, look like he was emerging as one of the, the bright stars of your, you know, foundational star on your team, that's a tough blow. Yeah, it is. And it's early. 
<laughs> like that. That's the thing. Yeah. And he's not coming back. No, he's that's not coming the, back this not year. Not coming back. That's bad. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll take your calls. But first, this season marks the fiftieth anniversary of New York Islanders hockey. To help celebrate, we're giving away tickets to the October twenty sixth rivalry matchup against the New York Rangers at the UBS Arena. To enter, download the free ESPN New York app, which you should have already. But download the free ESPN New York app. Scroll down to contest and submit your entry. But brought to you by the New York Islanders. Hey, join in on the fun this season by grabbing your tickets at NewYorkIslanders.com. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. In the words of the great Vince McMahon, you're fired. Yeah. I mean, haven't you been given enough chances? I would think. You've been given five years since 2017. And look, Cashman's been there before that. But this current group, to me, mm-hmm. it really started at the end of 2016. They have the sell-off. They, they bring in some young kids. 2017, it all kind of clicks at the end of the season. They go on the run. They get to within a game of the World Series. Astros are cheating, all the things that happened there. Boom. Okay, but this is the, the, the dawn of a new era of the New York Yankee baseball. And mm-hmm. in the five years since, you've changed the manager. You've changed a lot of the players. You've spent a ton of money. But the same guy's been in charge the entire time. And it's failed. There's, yeah. there's no way you can spin it any other way. If we would have went back to 2017 and you would have been able to tell Brian Cashman, you're making this managerial change now to, to, to unlock the potential of these young stars. And in five years from now, <laughs> you will not – not only will you have not won a World Series, you won't even really get close to a World Series. Mm. There's no way anyone can look at this as other than an unmitigated disaster. Yep. And he is the one resp- – he's the responsible one when it comes to the manager change – He's the one that's responsible for picking the players. It's his kingdom. He spent plenty of money. And for Hal Steinbrenner, I can understand, right? Him saying, you know, look, I've spent all this money and we haven't. Okay, well, then you got to change who's making them. Either you got to spend more money yep. or you got to change the person who's taking the money and spending it on the players. It is, yep. it's, it's not, again, it's not rocket science. It's very simple, isn't it? You can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. And, and, and Michael's saying, well, you know, we need better. Num- no, maybe we need somebody who can understand the numbers better. Yeah, perhaps. You might be right. You might be They're right. They're not going to do that, but, no. th- th- I mean, I don't understand how you can. How- sell it to me. Yeah, exactly. Sell it to me that you're telling me, you know, because on the, on the show today, Michael was on fire, was sensational. Mm-hmm, of course, yes. Um, but was saying, you know, Hal, this idea that Hal doesn't want to win is completely wrong. People don't know him. And I don't know him. I've never met him in my life. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't judge people by what they say. I, I judge people by what they do. Yeah. And if you're saying he is so desperate to win and he's not cheap, he's not cheap. He spends money. Mm-hmm. But you can't say I'm desperate to win, I'm spending all this money, and then keep the guy in charge who's spending the money on the players that are failing. <laughs> Gordon? You know what Buster Olney says? He believes the num- the main two guys are coming back. Listen to him. 
I don't think it's consequential at all in terms of them maintaining their jobs. If George Steinbrenner was the owner, it would be. There would be people fired. There would be heads rolling. I just don't think that's how Hal Steinbrenner works. You know, he'll look at the big picture as he has in recent years and say, we won 99 games. We put ourselves in a position where we're in the playoffs. We felt like we had a good team and, you know, stuff happened. Then don't that? tell me that you're so desperate to win. Stop telling me that you're, it's the chase for 28 and you want to win a championship and the Yankees are about champ. I want a DNA test. I want a <laughs> DNA test. Right I mean, now. look, I, I'm not telling you that George always did it right. I, mm-hmm. I'm the, I, I lived those times, and, and he did not. He, he ran the team like an unhinged lunatic at times mm-hmm. and, and drove the organization into the ground. So this idea, oh, if George were alive, it would be perfect. No, but you have to have some balance. Does, do, do, I mean, does Cashman just have a job for life? For life, he just gets to run the organization for life. Results don't matter. What you're saying is results don't matter. That's what you're saying. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's the Yankees. Act like you're the Yankees. Act like, like the Yankees. Anymore. They don't. They don't. They're not the Yankees anymore. They should change the name. They should go back to the Highlanders or, I don't know, something. <laughs> pick something else. Maybe the analytic crew can come up with something. No, we don't want them to do anything else. We're good. Oh, my good. God. Well, we no, this will be better than the Yankees. This will be a better brand than the Yankees. Our numbers. We ran it through the computers, and no, they, they no, told us no, that this is a better no. brand than the interlocking NY. No, there's no – no, no, no. Oh, no, my no. God. I mean, you, can, you can't have it both ways. You're right. Now, look, if Hal Steinbrenner just wants to be one of these owners that has a full building and the team is pretty good every single year, and fine. Just say that. Mm-hmm. Say that. Be honest. Say that. Yeah. Because that's certainly the way it looks. And if you're not making any material changes, and material changes would be change the GM. That's the material change. For yeah. all the criticism of Aaron Boone, Aaron Boone is just doing what Cashman is telling him. And you can say, oh, no, he, he's allowed to make the line. Yeah, that's like saying I get to pick where we're going on vacation with my wife, right? Like, I, I, she's, she is influencing me heavily in where we're going, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. this is all Cashman. And you can't tell me that you're not going to change that position after five years of failure, repeated yeah. failures, where this year it wasn't a bad break. It wasn't a bad injury. It wasn't, th- it wasn't baseball's crazy. You're not good. The lineup stinks, and it's the lineup that your GM put together. Come on. So unless you either change him or significantly increase the payroll, then why would anybody believe anything you say about wanting to win so bad? Take a couple of phone calls real quick, Gordon. Uh, let's go to Brian in West Palm. Brian, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Brian, you there? All right, let's try Felix from the Bronx. Felix, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. How are you guys doing? Felix, what's going on, my friend? I'm good, I'm good. Listen, about the Yankees. The Yankees were not built for the playoffs. They were built for the uh, regular season. And the only reason they got there is because they had a good start. But that team was no good. We 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 didn't have pitching. The the uh, relief pitching went went south. They they couldn't get anybody out. Our closer went south. He couldn't throw a strike there for a while. So no, we were not built for the for the playoffs. We were built to try to get us to the playoffs, and that's it. That's all he did. He built us to try to get us there to. Probably satisfies a 
are Yankee fans, you know, so we wouldn't chat too much. But that team was not built to win. All right, Felix, I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call. But see, that's the thing. You really can't build a team specifically for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, take a look at the Nationals. I know the Astros are the, 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 the team that, that wins, it seems like, every single year. They've only won one World Series. Yeah, they've been there true. a bunch of times. Yeah, but they've only won once, and that, right. and that was the year they were cheating. So I mean, you know, was that uh, the the Dodgers? <laughs> right, they're another pinnacle organization. They've been there mm-hmm. a bunch of times. They've only won once, and it was the shortened sixty game season. I don't know how you know legitimate that is, but the problem is not so much that it was a team built for the regular season, the postseason. It just wasn't a very well built team, and and he's right. They 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 lived off the two things: a the hot start, which was primarily because. Aaron Judge had this phenomenal once in a lifetime kind of season. Mm-hmm. That's it. That, That's that was it. the main reason. That That's was the it. main reason. And oh, by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, Gord, isn't uh, Brian Cashman's contract up this year? It is. It is. So you're not. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know s- that he necessarily needs one because it seems like he just has a job for life. So if you want to save face, you don't have to fire him. You just don't renew the contract. So they did with Girardi, right? They didn't yeah. fire Girardi. His contract was up. They decided to go in another direction. Go in a different direction. So you can do that. It's okay. We we understand. Believe me, we will. And I'm not calling for his job. I'm just saying you have if you don't want to like let him go. For, but last I heard, Gordon, sports is a results business. Absolutely, especially with the New York Yankees. You know, in this, uh, you, you know, know, if it's the Kansas City Royals or it's the, you know, the Chicago White Sox, or they're happy, I mean? they would be happy to be of in the course, playoffs every year. Of course, <laughs> but this is supposed to be different. And just think of all, you know, like when you're talking about Judge's next contract, it's it's not about what he's done; it's about what he's going to do. Right? Mm-hmm. You're going to pay him based on what you think he's going to do in the future. Mm-hmm. That should be the same thing with Brian Cashman. Not just yep. what he's done, but what he's going to do in the future. Can he be the one that leads you from where you are now to a championship? And think of all the things that he has misread along the way. The managerial change, right? Hasn't mm-hmm. done anything. Ha- hasn't, hasn't guided them anywhere. Nope. The players to get, the players not to get, the value of the young players, Right. Didn't didn't make any moves with any of them until it was too late. And even little things like what remember when they were all like right handed and everybody's yeah. screaming and yeah, yeah, oh, you need more bounce. No, no, we don't need more bounce. We just need good hitters. And then what does he do? When it fails, oh no, they went out and get lefty hitters. Yeah. Or when everybody's yelling about Gary Sanchez, oh no, no, Gary Sanchez is good at this, he's good at that. No, he's actually not good at that. Good at this, good at that. <laughs> Same thing with uh, with with Gallo. Or, yeah. or Judge's contract. That's another thing that he misread. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost them a lot of money. Well, it might not cost them anything because they might not have them. Yeah. They, they, they might with, be with the Dodgers, who will figure out a way to make it work, right? No question about it. Even, even Frisco will figure out a way to try Absolutely. to make it work. They'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Even the Mets might figure out a way. Absolutely. To make it Should work. be. We'll see. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. He's Gordon Damer. I'm Larry Hardesty. This is ESPN New York Tonight. We're here till midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7. Head back to the phones, Gordon. Buddha is in the Bronx. Buddha, you are next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, guys? I feel your pain, Gordon. I feel it, baby. Yep. <laughs> hey, it's real. 
You know what? Yeah, it's not I'm so not, much I'm pain on, on the season the way it ended because it's not really a surprise. It's more mm-hmm. that you can see that nothing is going to change. That's where the that real frustration. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, that's what it is. It's that frustration. You know, um, my my call is definitely about the Yankees, but I'll tie in three other teams. And um, this is the decision-making that's tough. Now, first, the other night, uh, the New Jersey Nets, the uh, New Jersey, excuse me, the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> their first game of the season, they gave the microphone to Kyrie Irving. Here we go again. I mean, good Lord. Did they not learn from last year? No. I would have rather anybody spoke. I mean, come on. Like, what is wrong with them? There's something wrong with them over there. And I'm not talking about the players. I'm talking about the leadership. There's something wrong over there. But, you know, second decision, that was a bad decision. You guys know I spoke to you about this a thousand times. Hey, hashtag Dan Grasso, you're talking about people raising their hands who wanted Justin Fields over Zach Wilson. Yeah, I, I'm one of those guys, bro. And, and you saw tonight why. Even you saw in that horrible game they had last week. He threw two touchdown passes, and the guys dropped both of them. I mean, he's playing with absolutely nothing over there. They're expecting him to do so much with less. Then you got Zach Wilson here. They gave him everything, and they expected him to do the least. And like Phil Simms said, at some point you're going to have to take the reins off, but you ain't going to be happy when that horse spits the bit. You know, I, I, I'm sorry. That was, a, that was a horrible number two overall pick, and I'm going to say that until proven otherwise. But now with the Yankees, I mean, the frustrating part, Gordon, and, and anybody else who roots for the team, and Larry, you're talking about this is a, results or, uh, this is a results-driven business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that was the case, if that was the case, Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone would have been gone already two or three years ago. And, you know, it's not going to suffice if they do. We had this discussion last year. Like, we didn't know if they were going to extend Boone or whatever they were going to do with him, and then he got that. I mean, it's not going to suffice if you, like, like what are you going to do, fire Boone? First of all, Boone admits all of the time that all of the decisions that go on are a collaborative process. You know, so... You know, throwing him under the bus like people have been doing and the decisions he's made, some of the decisions have been bad. But let's be honest, you don't even know if they're his decisions to make. Absolutely. So if you're going to get rid of him and you're not going to get rid of Cashman, I mean, that's going to tell you all you need to know about this team. Forget about whether they sign Judge or not. Because if they sign him, if they sign him, which is a strong possibility that they're going to lowball him. You know what they're going to do. you got that feel in your stomach. They're going to lowball him, let him go somewhere else, you know, try to make him out to be the bad guy. And uh, he needs to play better in the postseason. I'm not going to absolve him from that. But if you don't get rid of every everybody here is culpable. Hal is culpable, Brian is culpable, and Boone is culpable. So if you get rid of one and you don't get rid of the other, that's just going to be a slap in the face to the fans. And, you know, people like to make fun and say bad things about George and this, that, and the third. He did bad stuff. And, yeah, he did, and he had to be removed from the team and this, that, and the third. But guess what? When he was removed from the team, I think he learned a little something. But I also think the people who, who ran the team while he was there, they learned a little something too, and they meshed both of them together. There was an impetus to win. Whether he said the right things or not, that putty told, and different things like that, whether he said the wrong things or not, they all worked well together. You cannot tell me that what's going on is working well together. You just can't. It's not. It's you can not, see it, Buddha. Right. It's clear. No. It's not. Thanks for the phone call. It's not. And, and that's the frustration. If you're a Yankee fan, you're looking at this and you're like, okay, come on. But 
you knew this lineup wasn't good from the beginning of the year. Listen, Gordon, you were complaining about this lineup from opening day. Yeah. You didn't like this lineup. And, no. and, and, and we kept talking about it. This is not the circular lineup you've been used to no. seeing from the Yankees where even at the bottom of the uh, eight and nine, you're like, man, even they hit and make contact to, to make that lineup circular to take you right to the top. And it hasn't been a good lineup for the past couple of years, Gordon. Not not to what you're used to seeing. No, it's not. This is not. And look, part of that was that they decided, you know, that they were going to put more of an emphasis on defense, which is important. I'm not going to well, completely let them down in the playoffs. I mean, they were kicking the ball all over the place, yeah. and um, the, the the great defense of the season did not uh, did not show up come October. But I mean, at the end of the day, you got to be. They they this is how, it, for the last couple of years. This is not the off seasons have not been the off seasons of a team that is seriously trying to get on on top of the mountain, right? Like when your big off season move is to bring in Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Kainafalefa, that is not the kind of move that says, you know what, this is a team that's hell bent on winning a championship. Mm -hmm. And when you have an obstacle like the Yankees have a clear obstacle with the Astros. You gotta, you gotta add to the level that you can get yourself over the like the Bills, right? The Bills have been trying to get past the Chiefs. Did the did the Bills go off the, out this off season and say, well, you know, we'll just make a little tweak, or did they go out and get Von Miller, right? Yeah, you know Von what I mean, Miller. like that. Those are the kind you have to add. Almost like you think, oh, we only have to do this much more. No, you have to do more than that. You have to keep adding to it, and they're not. They're, it's very hard to believe that they're serious about that uh, winning a championship is the only success because that's not the way it's just simply not the way that it looks from the outside when the, these are the moves that you're making and you continually I mean the Yankee DH in the postseason was Matt Carpenter who was a guy they I got know. off the my you know what I mean like come on what are we talking about and they and they've done this repeatedly over the last couple of years to me Hal and Brian Cashman are a bad match either if Hal is right and he's spending enough money to win, well, then you can't bring back Brian Cashman. Mm -hmm. Or if you're so dead set on keeping Brian Cashman, well, then if you're really serious about winning a championship, you're going to have to clearly spend a whole lot more money. It's one or the other, if you're serious about winning. And you got a lot of people that's in the way. Like, what do you uh, got to do? You gotta do? You're locked up. You yeah. are. And, and you know what? Folks. You're also kind of old. You are. You're old. You know, LeMahieu's going to be another year older. If Rizzo comes back, I think he's 33. Uh, I'm assuming if LeMahieu is healthy next year, he's the third baseman. I would hope. Because I don't think <laughs> at his age, you know, he'll be 34. I don't think he can play consistently second base every mm -mm. single day. No. So, okay, fine. He plays primarily third. Maybe he fills in a little bit of first base. Okay, that's your third baseman. Okay, well then, I'm going to need a thumper. I'm going to need an offensive thumper that plays shortstop at a very high level. I'm going to need a second baseman who is an offensive player, not just a defensive player, an offensive player. If I'm sticking with a catcher who's primarily defense and handling the pitching staff, okay, fine. But then I'm going to need to add some offense at other spots around the diamond. That is why you have failed five years in a row. Your offense does not score runs in the postseason. And you, and you don't need two defensive catchers. 
Well, you I mean, don't look, need two? Yeah, no, you don't need two. I mean, well, look. You need one I, that can hit. Well, if you can find one, that's great. <laughs> you know, it's very hard to find those guys. They're very expensive. So, look, I don't mind yeah, having – I don't Pay mind if the, if the catcher is just a defensive position. But that's the only one. Yeah. I'm yeah, not having a defense guys. at third and defense at short and a defense at left. I need some hitters. Uh, you want, you want uh, Carlos Correa? You got to be able to go get somebody. I mean, if you're saying that he's he's him. out because um, you know and price tag or whatnot, now. well, let, uh, about give me Trey Turner. Get, get get me somebody. You got to you, you got to upgrade. You can't say no to everybody. No, you got to. You are the New York Yankees. Act I like get, it. I get that. I get that. You know the the money, the salary, what you're paying. I understand what you're saying, but it's not. But it's not paying you. And these little these little additions, it's not helping you. It's not you helping know, you. You got to do better. Yeah, do better. it doesn't help that you know as your season is imploding, the guy that the GM said a hard and basic no on mm-hmm. is lifting the Phillies to the World Series. Yes, right. In Bryce Harper, because mm-hmm. that guy was made to be a Yankee, and that would have been the perfect fit to be a lefty bat to complement Judge. Another mm-hmm. guy who's an offensive juggernaut, walks, hits, home runs, power, everything. And that was a money deal, right? That Absolutely. was supposed to listen, but but Stanton, we'll get Stanton. And if we if Stanton's already signed, he'll Bryce Harper would make more money than Stanton. We're we're getting power and we're saving money. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. It has not it doesn't work. And, and look, it Stanton work. in the postseason has done, you know, has he's done, done an okay job. job he's done nice. But he's he hasn't been you know, he's been decent. Yeah, he's but, he's not but you Harper. haven't won. You haven't won. But you haven't won, yep. you know? And now that Harper's having this season, Harper hasn't been great in the postseason either. But he's great this season. Yep. He's great this postseason, and you are and you were swept. I just can't I, I just can't get over it. Gordon, I, I, I don't want to do this to you anymore. When we come back, we'll talk more about the Knicks. There you Can go. we do that? Can we do, talk more about the Knicks? Julius Randle, I, I'm very happy with what I'm seeing from him, Gordon. And, and there's something – about this offense that I really like, and I'm going to tell you what it is. That's next on 98.7 ESPN.